Hi everyone and welcome to From Gay to Z. Our normal podcasting theme has been cast to one side because Stu and I are obsessed, exclamation mark, with a new show called I Kissed a Boy. So we're putting all of our normal parenting chit chat away for the day so we can chat about all of the hot boys on I Kissed a Boy. And today is a very, very, very special episode of our I Kissed a Boy fan podcast because we have not one but two past contestants joining us for a kiki. Stu, tell us more. So first up we have the wonderful Bobski who I still feel I need to we we need justice for Bobski I feel still that's the we definitely do. Bobski went far too soon so really looking forward to chatting to Bobski about his experience within the Masseria. And then after Bobski, we're also going to be having a chat to Josh, which I'm really looking forward to because I think, as we discussed in our last episode, there's a lot of nuance around Josh and his decision to leave and his experience. Well, he's coming out journey, yeah, right? Absolutely. He's at a very early stage. Yeah. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Let's have a chat to Bobski. Welcome, Bobski. First off, I want to know where we can get our hashtag justice for Bobski t-shirts, because that needs to happen. We need justice for Bobski. Yeah, well, they'll be coming to a Primark near you in the next two weeks. I'm joking. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, you know, it is, is a shame, and you know, but it is what it is. Hopefully, um, yeah, justice will be served. <laughs> we were sad to see you go so soon. And you, you know what? You made an impression. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I going into it, I just wanted to be myself, and I feel like that's what I did. And going, I didn't cry because I just thought, you know what, you've done your best, and you know that's that's all you can do really. And I really stayed true to myself, and that's what I really wanted to do: just be myself and not feel the pressure of being like something you're not, and like you know, just go out there and just be relaxed and just yeah and, and enjoy the moment really how many days were you actually in the masseria because as a viewer it is quite hard to get a sense of the timeline yeah so i felt like yeah so it was i was in there for three days but like three i think filming was like two and a half weeks maybe a bit something like that so to get a bit of episode three in there i felt quite lucky to be honest i felt like i didn't do too bad but i'm yeah, the first episode was like day one, and then day one and two and three was episodes um, episodes two and a little bit of three. Wow, it's so compact, actually, isn't it? It's it like... is, yeah. Like I didn't realise that I've never done any theatre work, I've not done any TV stuff. So like, I think what I expected to see, it was like you know, it was so compact, and like I felt like we'd done so much more in those days, and obviously. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's crazy how they fit it all in. <laughs> I feel like do you know on Drag Race where they have Miss Congeniality? Yeah, <laughs> I feel already. I feel like you should be the show's Miss Congeniality. I think Bobsky, oh. you you went in fast but quick. You know, fast not that doesn't make that's, any sense. No, actually. that's no, that's full stop. That's <laughs> a T fast and quick. That's me. <laughs> But let's let's talk about so the episodes. So we've just caught up on episodes three and four, and obviously mm. you go at the beginning of episode three. But let's talk about Josh. 
I want to mm. uh, like, have you two connected since? Because obviously it was kind of your, you were paired together at the beginning. Then you had the whole, you were, you were the two in the kiss off. You had the whole triangle with Mikey, <sighs> like, and we'll come on to Mikey, but like, let's talk about Josh. Like, have okay. you connected since? Like, what's the vibe there? Oh, honestly, like me, me and Josh are absolutely fine. Like it was really funny when we went for the, um for the premiere in Liverpool, like me and him got like a house on fire. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we, we, we're friends, do you know what I mean? And we, we got on really well and it's like, there's, like, I don't hold grudges. I'm happy-go-lucky and, like, we were having the best time at the premiere. Like, I walked him back to the hotel room. Like, was, honestly, we, we just, we had, like, great fun and, you know, I love all the boys and definitely no grudges or anything like that. But I'm not bitter. I'm better. <laughs> Did you, you must have felt, though, like, there must have been a minute when you found out that he'd left on his own accord where you were a bit, like... yeah basically so when uh so when i found i think i i think i found out that he left it was just after it was when we just finished film i think when they just finished filming so i got some like i got some goss from the boys because obviously Mm -hmm. i left so um i was a bit like i was a bit gutted because i felt like oh you know not i think they was like a wasted opportunity wasted space but at the end of the day it's what he felt comfortable with, and you know, it's there's not nothing much I could have done about it. It, it like it's already happened, so I'd rather just you know. I felt, I felt sad for a second, yeah, hundred percent. But it was done, it was gone, so I'd rather just not look back and just you know think of the positives and like just look forward and yeah, stuff like that. Mm. Plus, I feel his departure from it was so much more than somebody just going, oh, I just don't want to do this anymore, which I think we've seen on other shows before when there is frustrations when somebody just like walks out the door. But I think there was so much Mm. behind his reasoning for doing that, that actually I can imagine that was a lot easier to deal with than just knowing somebody had just flippantly gone, eh, I'm out of here. Yeah, and that's why I respect it. Do you know what I mean? So... Hats off to him. I think even from the get go, I was I was literally like admiring him of what he actually done and what is how far he's come from the start. Obviously, he's the first ever kiss with me. What a lucky boy he was! <laughs> and then, yeah, That's true. Even you were his number yeah, one. Like his whole journey, and like I've always just been like his little cheerleader on the side. Although he did basically send me home, not him, but Mikey. But still, honestly, I'm just we're still good friends. Oh. Well, let's talk about Mikey. So, <laughs> Mikey came in. I mean, honestly, that moment, and I've been through a journey with Josh in that sense of like, I was really not happy with Josh in that first episode when he literally like jumped up as soon as like Mikey walked in. I was like, how did that feel at that time? Because I can imagine that was quite a. I, I felt like you could see how I felt because I was a bit like. And I remember when Mikey first walked into the mastery, I was like, guys, as a new boy, as a new boy, I was literally like shouting <laughs> like, out of the rooftops. I was so loud about it. And then when he like was telling us all oh, who he fancied and like, I didn't pop up. I was like, oh no, I, I was starting to get a bit stressed because I thought it's day one and I've already been, yeah, I've been ditched basically because, you know, <laughs> Josh, Josh saw what he liked and he went for it basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, why do you think Mikey kissed you three times, other than you being, like, gorgeous and kissable? And do you think he had an agenda with it, or do you think he was really just, like, uh, taken in the romance of the moment? I Well, the thing is, I, what we didn't see at the end of the day, I, I really 
when me and Mikey spoke earlier on the terrace in the day, I really bigged Josh up to him. I was like, Josh really likes you, you know, he's found a confidence to tell you like, do you know what I mean? I fucking bigged him up and was like, you should go for it. And it was after that chat oh, when that I found nice. out from the boys that he, um, that Mikey did, oh, found me attractive or like there was some, you know, there's a possibility there, t- possibility there. Then I started obviously maybe thinking, oh, I might be able to pursue it because he's a good looking guy. And like, obviously, the more you chat to people, the more you kind of maybe, I'm a very vibey person. I'm, I'm, I'm like, vibes attract me, like, you know, personality. And so mm. after speaking more to him, I felt like, oh, there could be a connection there. And yeah, and obviously us kissing on the terrace, like, yeah. So whatever there was an agenda, I have to ask Mikey that. He probably knows. Yeah. Best, <laughs> we'll, save, we'll save that question yeah, for Mikey Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> but not from my side. I feel like, and then after we kissed, I did kind of feel a bit like, oh, you know, poor Josh, because like, I've just, you know, I've kind of like, I've done in the dirty, yeah. basically. But I, I didn't think that me and Mikey would, would kiss even that, that evening. Like, it was all like, we were just chatting and mm-hmm. I was oblivious to it. I, I, I basically had to ask him to kiss him. <laughs> so I think it's time, we need to spill a bit of tea here as well, Bobski, because you were in there, so obviously you were in there the shortest. Yeah. So you didn't necessarily get the time to, I suppose, like experience the relationships with the others, which we're starting to see now in some of the, like the further episodes. And so obviously your story was quite centered around Mikey and Josh, but I mean, who else from the other boys, like who else like sparks who else did you, yeah, fancy, on, who did you fancy like spill the who did i fancy so i initially thought that like everybody else that uh ben ben was really handsome and i felt like i remember like going in there thinking oh my god yeah he's really good looking like and i felt like oh it might be a, like, a chance there but i also got on with ollie very well and obviously like i sat um, slept opposite him and i felt like oh i just i can't even begin to think what I'm going to say to Ollie that obviously I had that fancy Ben and then obviously they they were getting on obviously were like well enough do you know what I mean so I felt like oh I just hate stepping on anyone's toes I'm very much like I want to love everyone and when they get oh. on them obviously yeah just basically good vibes and I, I wouldn't want to cause up any drama because I want to be friends with everybody and it's like I want to have this fun gay summer and then it backfired thanks Rob Thanks, Bobski. <laughs> you should have done, you should have been the Mikey in that in that in that in that I situation between Ollie and Ben. <laughs> like just like got yourself in there. <sighs> everyone everyone talks about Ben's eyes. Obviously, we've not seen it and we've not seen his eyes in real you, life. But is it something about Ben's eyes? Do you is know that... what he holds a stare? He like there could the reason I thought there might be something with me and Ben because he like I don't, he would just like. We would look at each other and he would, he would just stare. Like, we would just be having, like, this very long stare. And I was thinking, in gay terms, that says something. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I was like <laughs> what is this on about? And then, um, yeah, so maybe that's what it is, that intense look. He might be just daydreaming mm, and thinking about his lunch, but we, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, Bobski, what did your friends and family think about you being on the show? You must have had to keep it a secret from them and then... <laughs> How have they reacted to the, to seeing you? I'm probably you? Like the worst person I keep in secrets. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> okay, but, um, noted. Yeah, no, they, I think they were all so very proud. And, you know, like, me coming from a Polish background, obviously being, obviously being gay in Poland, obviously, is fine. But we got LGBTQ free zones. So, like, 
you know, like it's illegal to be gay in these parts of the country or like, you know, it's, it's frowned upon, it's whatever. It's so crazy. I know. And you think like Europe, you know, 21st century, yeah. that, it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's very sad. And I've, and I've had such a positive, um, positive response from my family and friends. And yeah, honestly, like even from other people, I, going on a show like this, I never would have thought I would get like so much love and support. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to be expecting to obviously have after the show. And I'm just so grateful for everyone being so supportive, so nice, and just like, you know. That's so good to mm, hear. Exactly, yeah. And, but yeah, all my friends and family are very, very proud. So, yeah, and I love them all. <laughs> uh-huh. And what about work? Because you work cabin crew. You're cabin crew, right? No, I, I work in ground operations. <laughs> oh, ground operations. But have ground you had, have you had people here. recognizing you? Why did I think cabin crew? Sorry, Bobski. But like, no, that's yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> have you had people like has that affected anything at work yet have you had people recognizing you i had yeah i had people ask for photos but uh the thing is i was blonde on the show so i feel like you know i'm a bit incognito at the moment like I yeah because know... listener so bobski has gone back to his nat is that your natural brown yeah my natural my, my my brown roots yeah <laughs> uh, bobski i feel like you need to go back to blonde for this summer because i think you need to be capitalizing on all of the attention and you need to like really be instantly recognizable as bobski from i kissed a boy <laughs> and i feel like you just need to go there for this summer because it's going to be the summer of love for you guys like all of you are going to get so much love and attention out and about on the scene yeah i mean that's that's what i'd do if i were you but then i'm 30 that's exactly <laughs> my, what, what my best friend has said she's like you have to go blonde. But I was like, I want to surprise everyone. And I'd be like, this is the Bob like he's back brunette. But that's classy. Okay, fair enough. That is quite classy. So Bobski, as you didn't get to take part in the Yas or the Pass, which we're very sad about that you weren't even in it for that bit. So we wanted to get your take on it now. So first up, pineapple on pizza, Yas or Pass? Pass. I don't like. Pass. Well, I've never tried it, but you've I, never I love had margarita. a Hawaiian. Oh my word! No, see, Hawaiian's pineapple and ham, isn't it? Yeah. The Hawaiian. Yeah. I don't like ham, so I'm a margarita boy. So it's a, <laughs> it's a pass for me. Yeah, basic. Um, <laughs> Lady Gaga is a better art- artist than Beyonce. See, when I heard that one, I was a bit conflicted because I think mm-hmm. Lady Gaga is amazing, but. Queen, um, I like Queen B. I think I'm going to have to give it to Queen B. I'm sorry. So it's okay. I think that was a really just throwing it out there. I think it was a really unf- I If I had been there, I would have stood in the middle and said I refuse to answer. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Gaga stan, but you can't yeah. deny that Beyonce is like an amazing. They both are amazing artists. So and do you know anyway. what? Throwing in like Renaissance as well. Like it's just like it's, well exactly. That's just that. I think that sealed it for me. Renaissance album, yeah. <laughs> okay, that I would never date someone with a higher body count. Yes or pass? I, I would date someone with a higher body count. I think most of the people I dated probably got a higher body count than me. Probably <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, I would like to get married one day. Yes, I would like to pass. Yes, no. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, one that's pertinent to us and our and our usual chit chat about par- queer parenting here. I would like to have kids one day. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a hundred percent yes. I love kids. I, I like to. I like to have. 
Whether it's adopted or one of my own, I don't care. Just give me the kids. Well, when you get to that, <laughs> that's so great. When you get to that stage, give Lottie and I a call and we'll give you some tips. Um, yeah, I, I listen sure. to your podcast, so um, yeah, I'll get some extra tips. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> and then finally, some boys are in a match, but their heart isn't in it. What do you think? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <gasps> yes, that one. Okay, anyone from those first uh, couple of episodes? You think like when they were asking about who it would be in those first couple? Who would have you said when you were there in those first couple of episodes? Oh, say I miss congeniality. Miss congeniality. Con- I miss congeniality. So I will. You're going to keep it, Strum. Um, I'm politely decline. <laughs> <laughs> good for you Bobski what about friends um can I just ask sorry before you go like did you take mm. away any like really special friendship connections from the boys yeah so like although I was in there for a very short time I feel like while I was in there Shibumi and Gareth were like my safety blanket like I, I, I was oh. calling Gareth my dad so um yeah and um so I feel like after the show well, to be fair, we we most of us chat every day. We go to group chat and like we chat basically constantly. I'd love to see but, that. Is it a WhatsApp? I'd love to. I would. Love yeah, to, it's, yeah, it's a WhatsApp. Who's like, the most? Who's the most active on the WhatsApp? Who shares the most gifts? <sighs> Do you know what? I would say I would say probably like Kate. I feel like Caleb. I've met up with a couple of the boys after the series a couple of times, and then but yeah, it's we. I think we're all kind of like little gay family, and it's we've shared this journey together. And although I've been there for a short time, I still I still feel very much part of the series. And yeah, I'm very fo- thankful and grateful are. for the BBC. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm from Gay thank to you Z, so much, Bobsky. Bobsky. and I am. And I'm going to petition to get the Justice for Bobsky t-shirts into Primark, even if it's in your local Harlow branch. We'll get it. We'll get it there. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for having me, and um, you have a lovely day. And um, I'll get back to you on the Primark t-shirts. <laughs> Thanks, Bobsky. Great to chat to Bobsky. Loved that. But next up, let's get let's get ready to spill the tea with Josh. Josh, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. That's good. Happy to be here. Josh, we're going to dive straight in because we don't have you for long. So my first question to you is, can you tell us a bit about your thought process for applying to be on the show in the first place? What made you think that it was a good idea to go on the show? So it was one of them weird moments where it was like... I'd recently came out of the closet. I'd recently joined dating apps. I'd been on the dating apps for a few months now. And obviously coming out of the closet was a big major thing. And it was like, right, I'm ready to sort of like have these physical experiences now. And then just I felt like where I was, like my hometown, with there being no gay scene or anything like that, I wasn't finding anything. Nothing was happening for me. And then as it was starting to get to a point where it was like, the excitement of me just coming out has like started to wear off. I was starting to think and like, shit, like what do I do now? Nothing's happening. And then as I was sort of having that thought process, I got a message on social media, which is like, um, just saying about the show, like it's called I Kiss the Boy. It's a new gay dating show. And it just felt like one of those moments where it was like too 
it happened at too coincidentally of a time for it for me to not consider it. I was like, right, is this mm. is this what my calling is? Is this what I need to do? And then I went through the casting process and obviously got on the show. That's how that played out. I feel like that's it's like a very extreme way for you of like you're coming out like journey, which so we come extreme. into the experience of like obviously. It, I was know, desperate. When... I was getting desperate. I wasn't meeting anyone, bro. <laughs> I mean, what did it feel like on that first day? Because I'd imagine, I mean, for anybody, and I've said this on our podcast, that even for me, someone who's been out, actually, I think I've been out for the majority of my life anyway, but for someone who's been out for so long, I would find that quite daunting and I would find it quite an experience. Like for someone like yourself who's not had that experience of having, you know, queer friends or being out in queer spaces or or ever having experienced any form of queer romance before, like, like I can imagine that first day was quite intense for you. Like, yeah. what were you feeling? So it never actually occurred to me until the first day how extreme of a move that I'd just taken. So like when I was obviously telling my immediate friends, you know, I'm doing this, I'm going on a show, like everyone's reaction was like, Josh, what the fuck? Like, you've never kissed anyone and you're going and doing that. Like, you're crazy. And I was so naive going in there. Um, it was it was good fun. I'd do it again for sure. But it was like, when I first walked in was when I realised, like, it, there was a lot of other things that I didn't take into account that would sort of affect how I was feeling in there. Mm. Like, what kind of thing? So, like... Instantly, I was so aware of like how different my personality was to everyone else's, and it was like absorbing all these new personalities at once. I remember when I first mm. walked in, and I was, I was stood around everyone, and it was just like just all the different accents, like everyone's different like sense of humor. It was just trying to process it all at once because obviously I hadn't spent any time with gay people prior, and yeah, it was, it wasn't overwhelming is the wrong word I was I wouldn't ever say that I was overwhelmed it was just like processing it all and like absorbing it all in it's a lot isn't it I mean I think that's one of the great the great things about the show is that it is so diverse in its like everyone's personality and everyone's but I can imagine going into that is quite intense yeah Yeah. and there's some big personalities there like it's quite hard if you're a more naturally like an introverted person to kind of find your own way when other people are so sort of yeah this is what was quite bizarre what happened with me I'm naturally an extroverted person like I'm a big personality myself and then going in there and being around so many other big personalities it sort of made me go a bit introverted really Yeah. yeah I think sometimes mm. you discover who you are in that yeah. aspect, whether you're, you know, where you sit on the introvert, extrovert kind of spectrum when you're faced yeah. with others that are at different levels of it and, yeah. and how you kind of then deal with that. Because there was, there was a lot of different things like going through my mind as well. It was like, you know, like when people are obviously engaging in conversations and I wanted to chime in, I was like, oh, are they going to understand my jokes? Like, are they going to get my humour? Are they not? It was like, trying to the first couple of days was like me working out where I slot into this new group of characters and do you regret it at all no not at all I think I don't know if you've seen my Instagram post today where I've done like an edit of like a summary of my experience and I, I said on that I was like if I had to do all of that again to get the same outcome I would do it in a heartbeat mm. oh that's so good to hear yeah because how, how 
you know how we obviously we've seen the show but how hard was it to make that decision to say right this is I I need to because I think it was very like I think if you'd have stayed and stuck it out then I think that could have been more damaging to you in terms of your experience like but so how difficult was it to make that jump um I'm quite I'm quite in charge of my own feelings so it wasn't a difficult conclusion to come to like I'm very aware of like what's right for me and what's not and obviously my main thing going in there was like I wanted to grow as a person and I wanted to sort of move forwards and I felt like if I would have stayed there any longer it was very important to me that I wasn't going to be putting myself in situations that was going to be putting me backwards does that make sense absolutely and I just felt like everything that I could have possibly gained from the show I'd gained it all by that point of me leaving so I just feel like if I'd have just stuck it out anymore I think I would have just it was unnecessary I would have just been like a bit of a spare piece I feel like yeah and were you getting a lot of the support that you needed on the show I get the feeling that production was quite supportive the boys themselves were quite supportive the welfare team was unreal like you're so supported like throughout like from start to finish even now eight months later it's like I'm still you still get all the support and it's like now like you get to a point where it's like come on is this like necessary now like I promise you I'm fine I'm good but obviously they have to do that and <laughs> I feel I mean, now's so the, great I feel now's it? the most important time because yeah people like Lottie and I knocking on your door going hello Josh yeah. no <laughs> it's like, good and obviously I'm really grateful because when did you fi- did you film it last was it last summer was it filmed um it was September last year that we yeah. filmed so you've had to hold this in as well for quite some yeah. time and yeah. and keep it all secret and I guess that's also a so it's great that there's that that support. I mean what would you say is that the thing that you I suppose that you have learned about yourself like having had that experience like what did you come away from the show feeling? So you don't you don't see it on the show but obviously I'd gone in there looking for a relationship and a life partner and there was like conversations I'd have had with people saying you know like and even in my video profile I'm like I'm I want to find my life partner and I think the most important thing that I learned from the show is like to be so fresh out of the closet with so little experience and expecting to find a life partner was just I think I was delusional to be honest because (laughs) well ambitious maybe yeah because you you just can't there's no way that I was ever going to be able to do that and there was chats that I had with other boys that like changed my perspective, like completely flipped it around on what my main focus needed to be. Because part of the reason why I hadn't had, I'd had so little experience leading up to the show and prior to the show was because of that mindset where I was like, when it came to like situations where like, say if I was talking to someone on a dating app or met someone in real life, my thought process was if I didn't see them as a long-term partner, I wouldn't engage in anything. I would just write it off straight away. Mm, and that's right. what I think has held me back from a lot of experiences. So yeah, going into the show and then coming away from it and sort of ditching that mindset has been so beneficial for me. That's so great. And I'm sure that's so useful for people listening or what to this podcast or to watching yeah. the show to hear that, because I'm sure you're not the only one that has had that mindset and has kind of held themselves back in that way josh i was wondering how your friends and your family reacted to you being on the show particularly your family um all my family all my friends are team bobsky (laughs) 
I think watching that back, I think I'm actually Team Bobski as well, to be honest. <laughs> but no, everyone's everyone's like super proud and super supportive, and like the reception that I've had from everyone, like online, like my DMs, everyone's been really nice. So that's good. Oh, that's so great. And did it make it easier to sort of have some conversations about your sexuality with your family in that like it sort of did some of the work for you? Yeah, because even like there were certain family members that I just thought, you know what, I really don't want to have this conversation. And like I'd I'd be like, I get my brother, I'd be like, Can you just go and tell them that Josh is gay? Like, I can't be asked, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's it's good for people as well, I suppose, that maybe want to have those conversations with me but don't know if like it's appropriate to ask so it's good in that sense as yeah. well that, that mm. like my friends and family can learn more about me and my experiences without feeling like I don't know that they're like being nosy amazing I think that's that's totally true. I think for and I think that's one of the the benefits of this and the great things about this show as well is because I think it portrays gay men and queer people in in the light that they should be in that they are diverse they have different opinions they have different ways of doing things and hopefully it's a form of education for people as well especially on this like mainstream platform that it's on mm, for sure yeah and i and i also think your story particularly i think is really cuz i guess there's been like i guess you've had a lot of people saying things potentially like along the lines of well he took us space of a boy that was looking for you know by leaving etc but I think it was really powerful because I think it showed the vulnerability that we can experience within the queer community I think it showed the the fact that it is so nuanced and it is you know it's not it's not just clean cut and I think absolutely right I think it educates our community on it so much more as well and obviously what an amazing show. I mean, I Kiss a Boy, how good. Everyone loves it. And obviously what I'd say about people's, the discussion, like, should he have had his place? I Kiss a Boy, I feel like, is a product of a recipe of ingredients. You take any one of them away, you're not getting the same product. Each person's individual journey and stories is what makes the show, like, what it is and why it's so good. Totally. And was it quite hard to adjust back to your normal life after this like amazing, life changing, glamorous, fun experience? Yeah, seeing that, Danny Minogue that every day. Rough. And then you're like coming home to rail and you work in uh, opticians, right? Yeah. Have you noticed a lot more um, handsome gay men booking in for eye tests? No, I feel like, oh. Really? I get it on um, Grinder. People message me and like say I'm coming in for an eye test and I'm just like, oh, blocked. <laughs> <laughs> but people think that like I'm actually an optician as well and I carry out the eye test. But no, my role is um, after the patients have had their eye test and I sell the glasses to them. But yeah, oh, no, okay. I don't like things like that. Like when I'm in work, I'm very much my head's in my role and my job. Yeah, you'd have Lottie okay, knocking on the door. She, she, <laughs> I know. she was straight away Team Josh right from the beginning. You were of my favourite yeah. from the beginning. Um, uh, so yeah, was it quite hard then to kind of like get home and get back to real life? And do you feel like it? It's made you want more of that sort of thing. Do you know what was weird? There was the one thing that was really weird, and I don't know if any of the other cast will be able to relate. This is just what I experienced, like. The first 48 hours, it was like, because obviously we're all mic'd up all the time. You sort of, obviously, when you're on the show and, like, you're sort of used to having that thought process of 
what you say out loud is being recorded and like you'd be like back at home and it's like remembering that like I don't have a microphone anymore and like I'm not being filmed anymore that's that, so interesting that was yeah I, be- I bet um and just before you go Josh because you're yeah, probably on your lunch break or something but I this is a really like you know Stu and I are, are queer parents and our yeah. podcast is normally about parenting so this is like a real mum question <laughs> what when did you have your dinner and who cooked your dinner and what kind of thing did you eat and did you all sit down together and like please just clear this up for me so we had um a team of caterers so in the masseria there's there's more areas of the masseria that obviously you don't see in the show it was huge it's massive there was um there's obviously there's, there's a kitchen there and we had caterers that would make us food i think we had about three meals a day but basically how it would work is floor producers would get everyone round we'd all be given like menus and then you sort of choose like it's like started okay. but it was all italian food but yeah I'm, I'm quite a fussy eater so i never ever actually chose anything off the menu i was like can you just get them to make me a ham and cheese toasty please that's all i want <laughs> <laughs> okay great to know it's making me want to go to the masseria even more <laughs> desperate yeah. i've actually got a behind the scenes photo i'm gonna upload it to my instagram later today it's a picture of me eating a bowl of potatoes <laughs> 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 so you'll see that and you'll see eating. it's the content we're all <laughs> josh and a bowl of potatoes oh josh thank you so so much no, do we fine. have any other questions before we let there is one thing to... i wanted to know no spoilers because i'm sure you know a lot more than we do so no spoilers but like who do you think out of the couples that would last i suppose that might be a bit of a difficult question for you or who but... would you like who would you most like to last I will answer and say when I was in the Masseria, I was most rooting for. I'm going to say Gareth and Shibomi. Yes, we're here for them. My, yeah. We so are. Loving them. Do you stay in contact? Are you staying in contact with the. With We've the all got a group well. chat. It's very active. It's gay as well. It's so gay. <laughs> well, fun. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Josh, thank you so much. And best of luck with your, you know, future journey, embracing your fabulous gay self. And I'm sure this is just the start of the adventure for you. No, guys, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on yet another of our special I Kissed a Boy episodes of From Gay to Z. We certainly got the tea from both Bobski and Josh today and Lottie and I will be back. Do not fear. Next week, following episodes, what are we going to be on? Five and six. Oh my God, and there's only eight episodes, right? Oh God, it's just going too quickly. We will be back next week with more Masseria madness from I Kissed a Boy. 